You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with another guest today, someone I'm very, very excited for this conversation is going to be really powerful. Our guest today is John Moyer. He's a professional hypnosis who has performed his stage hypnosis show around the United States for corporate, university, even public and private events. And he has an amazing YouTube channel with over 200,000 subscribers, all focused on hypnosis, meditation content, and showing people how to harness the power of their minds. Welcome to the show, John. How are you? I'm good, Noah. Thank you. A great introduction, too, by the way. I appreciate that you were able to connect all those dots there. I've got quite an interesting you know, history that I've been able to tie all together, but you articulated that very well, so I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. So let's, let's actually hear a little bit about that story. Let's go ahead and dive right in because I know there were a few pivotal moments in your journey um, maybe if you want to share a story of a time that you were facing uh, against the odds and decided to reach out and go for your dreams. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing for me was that, um, <clears throat> well, you know, I graduated from theater and film school while I was there, I discovered stand-up comedy and I spent the better part of my life as a professional stand-up comedian. And along the way, I, I put my uh, my theater and film background to use. I had some uh, feature length screenplays uh, that were produced. You can see a few of the, the posters back there, one of which um, I, I directed myself. But my first love, my first passion was always being on stage. That moment where you connect with an audience, with a group of people, and you share something with them that, you know, it it makes them feel good. And, and that's what I always I always love doing, you know, the challenge that I had for me in my life was the fact that, you know, when you, when you learn uh, screenwriting, it's all good drama is conflict, right? So there's not going to be, you know, any star Wars, if there's no kidnapped princess, if there's no Darth Vader. So I, I took a lot of that and applied it to the way I did stand up comedy that, you know, the more dysfunction, the more drama, the more conflict there was in my personal life, the funnier I could be on stage. And that allowed me to make people laugh on stage. But the, the challenge that I was having is, is that my personal life was in chaos. I went through a divorce. I was a single father of two very young boys. Um, you know, I was in my mid forties and, you know, that's the point where people look around and think, okay, we've got it all together. You know, we've, we've spent the first half of our life, um, you know, checking all these boxes off and, and now we're the place where it's all working and we can live our life. And it was just the complete opposite for me. I was in a really dark place. I'm, I'm looking around. I was unhappy doing stand-up comedy and then at 45 years old, you know, you're standing on stage in front of a, an audience of drunk cowboys someplace in Montana um, eating it. And you're like, is this what it's all about? Is this, you know, what I have to look forward to? And I was incredibly unhappy personally and professionally wondering, you know, all right. Now what? what? What am I going to do? And what wound up happening for me is, is that I was performing my stand-up comedy show. Uh, it was an event that was an all-day event. And I didn't realize this, but immediately after me, they had booked a stage hypnotist. So the venue that I was in performed, you know, it was maybe about half full, 60% full. 
and we're an okay audience. But then after me, it was like standing room only to see this stage hypnotist. And the audience was enthralled. The people on stage were, you know, were hypnotized and engaging. And then, of course, after the fact, everybody was, you know, lining up, you know, six people deep to buy his merchandise, you know, his CDs and, you know, stop smoking and weight loss and all that stuff. And I went, man, that looks really interesting. And I, I, I could do that. Now, because I already had, I was already had the ability to perform on stage, and I was always fascinated with the power of the mind. I just needed to learn how to hypnotize people. So I wound up going and training and learning hypnosis. And what happened for me first professionally was that it all took off. I mean, it just went from zero to 60 incredibly quickly because having a lot of contacts in the entertainment industry, I was able to go back to them and say, Hey, I've got a whole new act. So I went back to the bookers, the managers, the agents, and I, you know, I, my workload took off and I was performing all over the country. I wound up also getting in with Royal Caribbean cruise line. But the interesting thing that happened personally was that I was looking around seeing, well, hypnosis is real. It does work. And I'm seeing what it does for these people on stage. I could apply that to me and kind of straighten out some of the dysfunction in my personal life. And, you know, there was a time I never thought I could be hypnotized, right? Until it actually happened and I experienced it. And then going through that, um, man, I was able to jettison the dysfunctional relationships. I was able to, you know, overcome the issues that were holding me back. And then all of a sudden, personally, my life was, was firing on all cylinders. I literally completely and totally reinvented my life, you know, between the ages of about 45 and, and 50, where, you know, I married to the woman of my dreams. My wife is, uh, is an incredible woman. Um, and I'm doing what I, what I love. And from all of that, you know, the performing and the hypnosis, I then applied my, my video production background and started putting hypnosis and meditation videos on YouTube. And subsequently my YouTube channel took off where I was able to use my writing skills as far as screenwriting is concerned and my video production skills and my knowledge of hypnosis. And um, I think I just crossed 225,000 subscribers. So that's kind of yeah <laughs> a whole roundabout way of how it all happened for me. You're doing a few things right on YouTube too. I'm experimenting in YouTube quite a bit. So you've got great titles, great topics, great organization. So, wow, there's so much to unpack on this, like so many uh, nuances on the story that are just really incredible. Like the, the uh, one, this sensation of, all right, you're at the bottom of the barrel in your mid forties and re taking the chance and saying, okay, I'm going to try something different. A lot of people think it's too late at 40 to start something new. And here you are, you're able to, to just define a new career path for yourself. Yeah. And you know, not, not only just that, but you know, when you look at like something like YouTube where, where people think it's kind of a younger person's, um, you know, medium kind of a, you know, platform. And, and here I was, you know, I mean, it started, YouTube started for me about, um, I guess it was about three or four years ago. Um, where, uh, you know, around age 50, I was able to just, you know, become part of something that, you know, isn't really just, you know, for, for kids or for, you know, for younger people, I was, you know, I was able to make a, a go of that and reach far more, uh, people rather than just the people that I was talking to in an audience while I was on stage. Mm. There's one more thing I wanted to really comment on about your ability to remain humble when you're seeing this sort of grass greener on the other side. And rather than approach, because you could have easily gone this path of, oh, who is this big shot 
thinking he he can do hypnosis and and been and been um, resentful, but instead you saw that as an opportunity. And wait a second, I can be inspired by the success of this other person, and I can copy to a certain degree the approach. And then add my own spin because that's inherently that the beauty is okay. You can have any business idea, find someone else that's doing it successful, and then put your own spin on it, and now you have something entirely unique. Yeah, yeah, and and that is interesting because doing stand up comedy, comedians always hated the stage hypnotists because I, I there there's so many times that I was in a nightclub or you know, a comedy club and you know the audience is half full or, or whatever the case may be and then you'd hear them go man I, last week the hypnotist was here and we had we sold out every show in fact we had to add two more shows and like you were it was like you were got always so angry because it's like hey I'm coming up with jokes here and and they're hypnotizing people and you know I went through a, a lot of that uh, you know as as a comedian but then it was like the proverbial cliche if you can't beat them you know join them and <laughs> and, it, and it was interesting because the hypnotist that i uh had seen on stage when when i kind of had that spark go on in my mind he's actually now one of you know one of my dearest friends and you know we you know collaborate you know and share ideas and stuff you know with each other for you know for for hypno for hypnosis but you know you, you really are kind of right about that because one of the things that i say about um, you know, hypnosis is when it comes to a stage hypnosis show, you know, and even relative to the content that you're seeing, you know, on, on YouTube or anything that you might listen, I always say, you know, everybody's making cheeseburgers, right? But some cheeseburgers have bacon on them and, you know, some are, are double cheeseburgers and, you know, some have grilled mushrooms, some are, you know, Wendy's or McDonald's or whatever. It's, you know, it's all about how you take that individual concept and, and, and make it your own. And especially that's what I tell people when it comes to, you know, listening to some type of hypnosis content, I say, there's no right way or there's no wrong way. There's only what works for you or not. So I always encourage people, you know, explore what's out there, find a hip hypnotist, find, you know, a program that, that resonates with you. And if it works, you know, great. You know, there's a lot of people that, that I don't resonate with. And I, I hear from a lot of them, you know, on, you know, in the comments, but you hear from far more people, you know, that say, Hey, thank you. This does resonate with me. And, and, you know, when you're putting something out there to the entire world, when you're literally reaching every person in the world, obviously you're not going to resonate with everyone, but those people that you do resonate, that's what's important because that's where the difference is happening and impacting people. Mm. So let's take a minute and actually just talk about impact in general and where we're going, it, you know, in the realm of possibility. Let's assume that all this knowledge and these tips are actually starting to work and people are starting to put this into, into action. Where, where, do you, where do you see the world headed? You know, one of the things that I've said, and, you know, and, you know, this gets a little bit out there, but, you know, I, I grew up. I grew up in the eighties when, you know, everybody thought the existential threat was, was nuclear war and nuclear missiles. And of course we hear a lot now that the, you know, the existential threat to humanity is, is, you know, is climate change or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, 
you know, really to me, I, I think the existential threat to humanity isn't coming from out there. It's not coming from outside. The existential threat is coming from inside and our ability to be able to manage our emotions, our ability to be able to, you know, take control of our lives. And that's what I think is so exciting about this because I talk to people and I hear from people who say, wow, this, this is making a difference you know, in my personal life. And if you're positively, you know, impacting one person, well, how many people are, is that person going to be able to impact and so on and so on and so on. And, and that's why I think it's, it's such an exciting time because people are, are coming, they're getting back to the understanding about the energy of human emotion and, you know, the individual mind and heart and spirits ability to be able to, you know, create reality. So that's, you know, that's why it's so exciting and, and, you know, so important to me because, you know, you're, you're changing the world one person at a time. Oof, that is so deep. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, so let's, let's, let's talk about how that happens. So what is, let's talk some practical tips. So li- the listeners here can actually, you know, after leaving this interview with you, walk out and be like, all right, I'm making some progress. So what are some things that they can do to, to, to make that reality happen? You know, well, you know, if somebody's interested in exploring hypnosis or meditation and, and hypnosis and meditation, they're sister states of mind, right? So you, you've got kind of the same things that are happening mentally and physically, you know, when it comes to being in a trance state or coming into a meditative state, you're lowering, you're going from a waking beta brainwave state, which is what we spend most of our day in. And you're slowing those brainwaves down into an alpha and theta brainwave state. And it's in those, those places where you're able to kind of have access to the subconscious mind. So if you're looking to make a positive change, if, if you're saying, hey, some of my programming, some of my hardwiring here isn't giving me the results that I prefer in life, I want to be able to go in and, and make some new connections so I'm able to respond to situations differently. So, you know, there, there's profound benefits that, that happen just in terms of the way we think and the way we respond, the way we, beha- the way we behave. But there's also profound things that are happening within the physical body too. You're, you're lowering cortisol levels. So you're reducing stress. Uh, you're increasing uh, dopamine levels and endorphin levels. So you're feeling incredibly positive. And there's also a profound effect on the immune system. You're boosting um, antioxidant levels. So you've got all these tremendous physical benefits that are helping people you know, to be able to have their body literally be the manifestation of being calm and being relaxed. And then of course their mental and emotional state is reflecting being calm and being relaxed. So you're making these profound changes that are helping people to be able to better manage their lives and also, you know, take control of their lives so they can make positive things happen for themselves. Mm. And, and so what, what other than, you know, g- grabbing a thing from a, your YouTube channel, for example, watching some of the things, what are, what would people actually be able to do um, to gain access to these states? And one of the great things is, you know, if you're listening and, you know, whether it's one of my programs or something else on YouTube, there's a lot of great apps. Um, you know, when you listen to something, um, that's going to guide you through it. You hear people talk about, you know, guided meditation or guided hypnosis. So, you know, a lot of that terminology is all referring to the same thing, but you know, when you're at home and you can just put on your headphones or put in your ear pods or t- 
turn on the speaker, you've got something right there that can, that, you know, that can guide you right where you're at. You don't have to go and and seek out, you know, going to a one-on-one session, which is, I mean, that's really great for, you know, for people to be able to do, but for somebody that may be a little leery, that's like, Hey, I, I just want to try this out to be able to just sit at home and turn something on and listen to it you know, and begin to experience that way and train your mind that way. It's a really easy and resourceful thing to be able to just do, um, you know, right at home. And, and it's, you know, it's like working in muscles, like going to the gym, you practice at something, the more you work at it, you know, the easier it becomes and the more, um, you know, programmed or in tune your mind becomes to be able to make it, you know, happen. So that's, you know, that's something somebody could do. They could just listen right at home and begin to explore um, that way. I'm glad you brought that up because there's there's always a you know there's this metaphor that I like to use of of like a meat grinder where or some or something where there's a delay you so you put something in and it takes a little bit of time for all the junk to get out before the new stuff happens. How long is the process of like rewiring yourself for hypnosis? Like in your case, it, it seemed like it was pretty quick your turnaround. Um, like most people, what what do they have to expect in terms of a commitment to to start seeing results? You know, really, it's it that really is relative to the individual. And, you know, well, you know, the, the standard saying is it takes 21 days, you know, to, to, to create a habit, but, you know, I've seen changes happen with people, you know, immediately right away after, after one session, or it may take, you know, a few sessions. Again, it's like building that, that muscle up. Um, you know, I, I had one in particular circumstance with me where, where there was something that I was kind of looking to change my response and my reaction to um, certain kinds of situations. And there was a program that I was listening to. It wasn't, wasn't my own. It was something else. Another hypnotist did, you know, but I was listening and, you know, it was like a week and I was like, okay, I'm not noticing anything different, you know, two weeks, not noticing any difference. Um, You know, then it may have been two and a half, three weeks. Then all of a sudden I found myself in a situation where that situation came up and I immediately realized I was behaving differently. I felt differently and I was responding differently. And it's like, you don't even realize it on a conscious level because it's kind of happening in the background, you know, quietly. Um, But then all of a sudden it was like immediately, you know, I mean, I say immediately because it was a few weeks, but when that situation came up, I immediately realized I was feeling completely different about it. So, mm. you know, it's one of those things, um, just an individual just kind of experiences it and then kind of see what, you know, w- what works for them. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so another thing I, I always love to hear how people make decisions in life. This is one of my the things I'm geeking out on the show because in order to live a big, bold, courageous life, we're going to have to make hard decisions. And so what, what is your favorite decision-making framework? Maybe it's a mental model or just a general philosophy that you found that has really helped you to um, find courage when you're making decisions in life. Well, you know, the, the kind of the way that I look at that, and, and one of the things about hypnosis is, is that the mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. So it's like, you're watching a scary movie and you feel scared or you're watching a sad movie and you, and you feel sad, you know, maybe you're crying or whatever the case may be. You're having the literal physiological reaction of your mind, believing that something is real. Now, consciously, you know, it's not real, but subconsciously your mind believes that it's real. So, you know, if we're in a situation where we are looking to be able to take big steps and make bold decisions, 
then you get to input into your mind the things that that output that you want. So if your mind believes that you are someone who is able to take action, who is fearless, who is able to just go for it, if you're programming that into your subconscious mind, then you're going to have the results of taking action and bold steps and being fearless and and, and daring and, and going for it. So it all comes back to literally what you believe about yourself, the beliefs that you're holding about yourself. And if you're not getting the results that you want, then you change your beliefs on a subconscious level. And then all of a sudden you're going to see, you know, see the difference because how many times we watch a movie, we read a book, we see a meme or we hear a quote and we're like, that makes so much sense. We're going to do that. And things are going to be different. So you start to do that maybe a day or two days or a week later, you're back to the same old patterns of your old, old behavior. And that's because what happens is consciously something makes sense, but subconsciously your subconscious mind going, well, of course it makes sense, but, but not for us. It makes sense for everybody else, but, but everything we try doesn't work out. We're not good enough. We can't succeed. So why even bother to try? Let's just go back to our old patterns of behavior and fail at everything we do because that's who we are. So that's where, you know, when it comes to accomplishing a goal, that's where the change needs to be implemented on a subconscious level. Yeah. All judgment is self-judgment. All validation is self-validation. That's, that's, that's really beautiful to hear that. So I, I would love to, I have a hundred more questions, but unfortunately we, you know, we just don't have the time for all hundred of them. So let's, let's, let's start to wrap it up with one big one. Um, if you could sum up your most impactful life lesson to 30 seconds, and this could also be a piece of advice that you've heard from somebody that you've, you've come across in your adventures in life. What would that be? Whatever you believe you can achieve you achieve. That's what it comes down to. You know, if, if the mind believes it and if we believe it, then we, we can make it happen. And that's one of the things that I tell my kids is that don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something. I will be the first, whatever you tell me you want to do with your life, you know, I'll be the first person to be there and cheer you on. That was one of the most powerful life lessons I had as a kid, because I looked at my father. My father was a very talented musician, but my father never believed that he could go out and make it you know, on his own as a full-time musician and make that his career. My father believed he had to be stuck working for his grandfather's company his whole life. And when I was 13 years old, I, I said, Hey dad, I discovered a super eight millimeter movie camera. And I'm like, well, you know, what do you think about me? Uh, you know, maybe going into the entertainment industry and that sort of thing. And, and I, my father, I still remember where we at, what was happening. My father looked at me and said, I think that's one of another one of your stupid childish ideas. And I was 13 years old and my father telling me that. So I look at my father and I saw how unhappy he was in his, his you know, professional life. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Then he told me I couldn't do something. And I'm like, screw you, dude. I'm going to prove to you that I can. And that was kind of my driving force. My, you know, it's kind of like a, a carrot and a stick. And maybe it was kind of a little bit of a dysfunctional carrot and stick because it was me saying I'm going to be a success to to prove my father wrong, which, you know, later on in life, my father was very proud. We worked out all those, you know, those demons from my, you know, my childhood, but uh, that's why I, I, I believe so firmly in encouraging and letting people know that if there's something that you want to do, that you prefer to do, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do it. If you believe you can do it, you can make it happen. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Thank you. Yeah. 
So, so John, how do our listeners stay in touch with you? How do we support you? How do we go get hypnotized and, and do great things? <laughs> you can just, you know, you can find me right there on, on YouTube. Just look up uh, John Moyer Hypnosis, J-O-H-N. M-O-Y-E-R. You'll find me right there. You look in my name or look up hypnosis. My website is johnmoyer.com. I've got more links to the various platforms that I'm, that I'm, you know, at as far as listening to me on on Spotify or Apple music or or those sort of things. And then there's more information about me there on my website as well, but just, you know, look me up on YouTube. That's the biggest place. John Moyer hypnosis. Beautiful. Thanks so much for being on the show, John. Thank you. No, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.